You're listening, listening to, to Bible, Bible Plus. Bible Plus from Seesaw. Bible Plus is a podcast featuring short, daily discussions of every chapter in the New Testament. Bible Plus is designed to increase Bible reading, understanding, and enjoyment. Get more out of the Bible. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the Bible Plus podcast today. We come to a massive chapter, Matthew 26. So the first section, which goes through verse 16, conveys to us three different groups of persons. Each of these groups of persons are presented with an opportunity regarding how they would treat the Lord Jesus. And their treatment of the Lord Jesus is based upon how much they see of his value, of their consideration of him, how big they are, how big he is in their eyes. So the first group, this is the chief priests and the elders of the people. They took the opportunity to take counsel to seize Jesus and kill him. That's in verse 4. The second group is just one person. It's an unnamed woman. She comes to the Lord having an alabaster flask of ointment that's very valuable, and she pours it all out on the Lord. Then you have the third group, which consists of the disciples. The disciples, they're also in the same place as this woman who they witness pouring out this ointment of great value. However, when she does this, verse 8 says they were indignant, which means they were angered and annoyed at what she had done. And what do they say? They say, why this waste? Why this waste of this ointment upon the Lord when it could have been used for something else? So contrasting these three groups, the first group's evaluation of the Lord was that he was good for nothing except to be captured and killed. The group of disciples, they considered a flask of ointment more valuable than the Lord Jesus Christ. They considered the pouring out of the oil upon the Lord was just a waste. However, the woman who poured out the oil on the Lord, Jesus told her that she had done a noble deed and that what she had done would be a memorial to her. This tells us that whenever we pour out the precious things of our life onto Christ, such as our youth, our time, our finances, our futures, others may see us doing so and they may say, why this waste? You could be doing so many other things with your life. Why are you pouring all this out on this person that you can't even see with your physical eyes and hear with your physical ears? But when we do that, the Lord Jesus Christ considered it considers it a most noble deed done to him. Okay, moving on. The next thing that we see happening in this chapter is that Judas, he's making a deal with the chief priests to sell out the Lord for 30 pieces of silver. Then the chapter moves on to the story of Jesus and his disciples keeping the last Passover and then the Lord establishing his table. So they first eat of the Passover in verses 20 through 25. Then the Lord establishes his table with the bread and the cup. This right here is an incredible moment because the Lord Jesus Christ, he's on his way through death on the cross and resurrection from the dead to become the reality of the feast of Passover that was practiced in the Jewish religion. By the Lord experiencing death and resurrection, he would become the real thing of the Passover. 
He would become the Passover in reality, and by doing that, he would replace the Passover and bring in a new feast, the Feast of the Lord's Table. In this feast, it consists of the bread, which symbolizes the Lord's body, which reminds us that we are to take him in as our life and life supply and be one with him. Just like we take in physical food, it supplies us and it becomes one with us. The Lord as the bread whose body was broken for us so that we could partake of him reminds us, that bread reminds us that we are to take him in as our life and life supply and we are, we eat, we are joined with him in oneness when we take him in as such. This feast, it also consists of the cup containing the product of the vine and the product of the vine symbolizes the Lord's blood that allows us to be forgiven of our sins. Thank the Lord. And also, it establishes God's new covenant with us, where in this covenant, we have access to all the riches of God and Christ as the ultimate blessing in this universe. So the Apostle Paul says later in his epistles, this cup is the cup of blessing. So after they finish the Passover and the Lord's table, they go then to the Mount of Olives. And here I want to highlight something that we may have experienced uh, but obviously it's going to be to a much less degree. So we're going to experience to a lesser degree of what Jesus is going through right now in the Garden of Gethsemane. And what he's experiencing is the conflict that arises between what he wants to do uh, regarding his own will and decision versus what God wants him to do and God's will and God's decision. Have you ever had this experience? For sure. Well, Jesus, he's in the garden, he's praying, and he asks God several times that if it is possible that he wouldn't have to experience the torture, the humiliation, and the death on the cross that he was about to endure. He says, if this cup could pass, I want this cup to pass for me, basically is what he's saying. But at the end of the day, what does the Lord say? Not my will, but your will. You know, it might be hard to believe because it's like Jesus, you know, we're talking about, you know, the one who has never sinned. He never did anything wrong. But just because that happened, it doesn't mean that he didn't have a free will as a man, as a human being to choose whether he would go his own way or take the Father's will. Well, we know what happens. Jesus, he aligns his will with the Father and he goes to the cross and dies. So those tuning in today, whenever we have such a conflict, we need to realize Jesus went through the same thing. He was in that position of whether he could choose his own will or align his will with the Father. And when we have him within us, have him in our life, he can strengthen us to choose the Father's will instead of just choosing our own will and carrying that out. So after praying in the garden, then Jesus willingly allows himself to be arrested by the crowd that comes from the priest and the elders. He then gets judged by the Sanhedrin, where he gets falsely accused time and time again. But it's amazing, he did not vindicate himself. He fulfills the prophecy in Isaiah 53, 7, which says he was led like a lamb to slaughter as a sheep is silent before its shearers. He did not open his mouth. This chapter ends with Peter denying the Lord three times. 
Peter earlier in the chapter said, if all are stumbled, I would never be stumbled. And then Peter says, Lord, even if it means dying with you, I still would never deny you. However, in this section, Peter is confronted by a servant girl and then another girl and then another group that were calling him out as one of the ones who were with, who was with Jesus. We know that Peter denied the Lord all three of these times to these three different groups of folks. And what we see is previously in the chapter, he was so confident in himself, in his absoluteness to follow the Lord even unto death. But God, he allowed Peter to pass through this experience and he used this situation so that Peter would realize that he is absolutely untrustworthy and should no longer have any confidence in himself. Sometimes the same thing happens to us. We experience situations where our self-confidence is exposed and that we cannot rely on our own strength and effort to continue not only in the Christian life, but in our human life as well, which the two should actually be merged. But that can be another time, a topic for another time. But, you know, when we go through these experiences that expose our self-confidence and and the lack of trust you know, we should have and what we can do in and of ourselves. You know, these experiences that actually work out for our own good because the result is that we are more dependent than ever on the Lord as we go through our day to day life. So that is Matthew chapter 26. Thanks again for tuning in and have a blessed day.